John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast uh, Episode 50, right John? Yeah We're not going to celebrate that because we celebrate no nope. real milestones like episode 52 which will be one year right but it is noteworthy it is noteworthy this is our 50th episode mm-hmm. john it is people like uh yeah, what do you uh, why do you think people like the zeros at the end of numbers it's even it's it is it's, it's not an odd thing it's nice and even and we are i would say both of us are odd things would you agree in some fashion <laughs> you don't think of yourself as an odd as an oddball i think you're an odd oh, no, no no i totally you're yeah. you're an odd thing and i say that i say that as a, the, the deepest compliment i possibly could for you i think we're both odd things and that's why we even though 52 is an even number we're going to celebrate it uh in two weeks as our as our one year anniversary our 52 52nd episode yep. uh but let's talk about episode 50 what do we got going on today john talking about some characters from uh our childhoods yes uh, and this is an interesting one because these are characters that I believe we are, we both are big fans of. Am I am I speaking correctly on that? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm doing Pee Wee Herman, and who you got? Ernest P. Worrell. Ernest P. Worrell, who I am a ginormous fan of, and the only reason uh, that you're doing that quiz and I'm doing Pee Wee is I think that I'm probably a bigger peewee fan than you are and so it made it made sense now i don't know if this is going to help me in the quiz that i'm a big Ernest fan i bl- I, I won't admit to seeing all the movies because i did not see some of the later ones and it's probably better that way <laughs> <laughs> but but i love the character of Ernest. Mm-hmm. um but since i'm doing peewee i will say that yes i you know i grew up on peewee i really enjoyed doing kind of a deep dive on him for this episode because there were definitely things i didn't know about him and that i'm excited to share with others who i'm guessing probably also don't know these facts i dressed up as peewee herman for my 32nd birthday i think it was <laughs> we did a uh I was born in 1985, so we did a dress as a movie character from 1985, and turns out Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out that year. <laughs> so I did have the mustache on my face, so that kind of took away from it, but I had the gray suit and the red bow tie, and I put the makeup and lipstick on, and sure enough, another Pee-wee Herman showed up to that party, so there were two of us, <laughs> and um, and that, that felt great. So I have a lot of enthusiasm when it comes to all things Pee-wee Herman, and that's why I'm doing that. Did you uh, did you want to talk about Ernest a little bit? I think I watched Ernest more than Pee-wee, to be honest. I think Ernest Goes to Jail or Ernest Saves Christmas are probably one of my favorites. I mean, it, we watched Ernest Saves Christmas this past Christmas, so I mean. As did I. He, it turns out he saved Christmas again. He did. He did it. He, did it. he, he never fails. He always comes Every through. Every year, he, he, he's <laughs> able to do it, so. Yeah, we are so thankful to Ernest for that. Yeah, I'm a I'm an Ernest uh, goes to camp kind of guy, but I'm just you know I'm laughing as you're talking about this because I'm just thinking about like Ernest goes to jail. If I if I recall correctly, he gets powers. Mm-hmm. He gets electricity power okay. because I believe they put him on the electric chair. And it's been a long time since I've seen it, but like just so silly mm-hmm. that Ernest is walking around shoot and and Ernest scared stupid the Halloween movie and he's he's he, he turns out spoiler alert he saves Halloween as well yeah. so he's a multiple holiday saver. And I just think that Pee Wee and Ernest are both these sort of a they're both like man childs you know they're both 
they're both adults who are who are, who are stuck in twelve year old or twelve year olds who are stuck in adult bodies, but they're just so weird and goofy. And I think that's why I at the top of this show I talked about we're odd things. So are Pee Wee and Ernest. And today we're celebrating all things odd. I would yeah, say. I mean, I wouldn't say Ernest is a twelve year old stuck in an adult man's body. I I think it's more of Ernest just. He means well. Yes. He doesn't wish ill will on anyone, and he just wants to help. I mean, he's not exactly the most graceful, but yeah. in the end, he gets it done. Yes. I, th- I think you hit it on the head. The de- Ernest has so much heart. He's mm-hmm. just a good-hearted person. And I think that's why, yeah, much like you said, that's why I connect with him, because you, he's, you don't root against him. No. In fact, you root for yeah. him. And we should because we wouldn't have Christmas if it weren't for him. So everybody should be rooting exactly. for Ernest or else Christmas won't get saved. Exactly. <laughs> Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Well, it took us 50 episodes, but we have an announcement that it sounds like we're ready to move forward with, right? Yep. We're ending the podcast. (laughs) Yes, it's done. We're done. We are done, Zaloid. No, that's not true. (laughs) We're not. We're still moving. We got to get, we got to at least get to 52. Um, We are selling shirts, finally. Lack of Genius Podcast shirts. Assuming we did our jobs right, as of the release of this episode, they should be available at lackofgenius.com. Yeah. They, they will be available online for you to purchase and give us your money. Yes, exactly. We will take your money and we will give you a t-shirt in exchange. We'll shout out, we'll take a moment to shout out Shannon Rios, who mm-hmm. is the recipient, uh, maybe by now, we're, we've been behind on it, but the, she, she is the owner of the first ever Lack of Genius shirt. And you can be uh, the second or the sixth or the ninth or whatever it ends up working out to be yep. by purchasing one on our website. Mm-hmm. And not only are we going to have t-shirts, we're also going to have hoodies. Yes, that's right. We're going to have hoodies and we may have some other, we, we actually have, I, let's not, I guess we won't spoil it yet, but we do have a, a patron only mm-hmm. surprise to share. And that shoot, that's a little teaser that if you want to get this patron only thing, sign up, become yeah. a patron, patreon.com slash lack of genius. Also a good opportunity to plug that there's a survey up there right now for anyone and everyone at patreon.com slash lack of genius about how we're doing. We'd love your feedback and we, we mean it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we want to sort of be able to make adjustments and, and give you a show that you're going to enjoy. So it's still up there. Yeah. Feel free, log, uh, hop on there. You don't have to be a patron and, and, and give us your thoughts. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough I just want to pass one cause I failed enough It might sound crazy but it ain't no lie Baby it's quiz time Pee Wee Herman Ernest mm-hmm. P. Worrell. Oh, they both have P's in their name. Yep. The one is P-E-E. Is, it, is one of your questions, what does the P stand for? Yep. Yes, because I was just going to ask it because I don't know. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. This is great. I mean, already, I mean, this, it might not even be the first question, but right off the bat, I'm already uh, realizing, yeah, I don't know everything about Ernest, and I, I am ready mm-hmm. to be humbled. So, well, why don't we let you get started with the Ernest quiz? Let's jump in. I'm excited now. So I had thought about making that be the first question, but then I decided to go with, 
what was the first Ernest movie? And oh, yes. You're right. I mean, there, so there's five main movies. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, that, that came out in theaters. And then there were some that went direct to, at this point in time, VHS. Yes. Um, but, you know, stri- straight to, to home viewing. You know, there, there was four of those direct-to-video, five films. Which one was the first one? Ernest Goes to Camp. Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Goes to Jail. Ernest Scared Stupid or Ernest Rides Again. Yeah, this is interesting because I feel like for this podcast, when I did the um, when I did a question on Halloween about Ernest Scared Stupid, I did some you know looking into Ernest. So it's somewhat like mm-hmm. relatively recently, and I want to say I was surprised by this answer. The, the The only one on this list again, it's uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, and Ernest Rides Again. Ernest Rides Again is the only one that I don't have much familiarity with. I can't picture it right now, and I'm that's the wild card one that I'm like, was that the first one? But since it has the word again in it, in it logically that wouldn't make sense. I'm pretty sure. I hate when I'm confident, so I'm not confident, but I'm pretty sure, and I am <laughs> going to choose Ernest Goes to Camp. I don't believe he saved Christmas before he went to camp. I'm worried. I don't know if, I don't I don't feel very confident about this, but that's what I'm choosing. Ernest Goes to Camp is my final answer. All right. Whew, I was sweating that one out. <laughs> yep. No, it's, it's Ernest Goes to Camp, and that was in 1987. Okay. There was technically another movie before that in 1985, but it was just like a cameo. I guess in reading this, it was actually more of an Ernest movie than I thought. It's called oh. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. That's what was coming to mind when I was mentioning there was something else about yeah. it. So, I mean, it, it stars the actor who plays Ernest, Jim Varney, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily about Ernest. But it, but it was his character, Ernest, but it right. wasn't a traditional, like, Ernest does this movie. Um, right. So yeah, you, so you it could, wasn't the first in the Ernest movies. Got it. Got it. There are probably different schools of thought on this when it comes to Ernest theology, yeah. but um yeah, I would I would stand by what your choice was. Uh so Ernest Ernest goes to camp, correct? Yep. Very nice. All right. I'm one for one. You ready to jump into Pee-wee Herman? I am. All right. What like I said, uh, you know, Pee-wee Herman, the character had uh appearances before he hit it big. What TV show did the Pee-wee Herman character debut on? Was it Saturday Night Live, Mork and Mindy, The Dating Game, or MASH? Pee Wee Herman's first ever TV appearance. Not MASH, um, because I think I've actually wa- I've watched all of MASH. <laughs> I-, I thought about you when I put that choice in. I'm torn between Saturday Night Live and Mork and Mindy. Okay. I want to say Mork and Mindy. Just kind of a guess, or do you have some kind of memory of this? I, I think some sort of memory. You, you going to choose it? Yep, Mork and Mindy. Mindy, first Pee-wee's first ever TV appearance is... Incorrect. I'm sorry, John. Uh, believe it or not, the dating game. But if your memory, if it was your memory at work, uh, your memory was accurate because he actually was on an episode of Mork and Mindy, I believe, okay. in 1981. But he actually made his appearance on the dating game in 1979. He... I believe, if I understand correctly, was a contestant or at least sort of um, played out to be one. And so he he comes out as this, you know, the reason I, I described these characters as man-childs is because that's essentially what Pee Wee Herman was, is he he played this, right. he 
created this character where he's a he's a man, but he, you're kind of like, is this a boy? Like he's he, this is like a little boy. Mm -hmm. He looks like a boy. He talks like a boy. And um, you know, his early when he created the character, a lot of his early stuff was a little more raunchy, for lack of a better word. It wasn't like outright like dirty or or too salacious, but it was adult humor. Right. Um, he did have he did actually host an episode of Saturday Night Live in 1985, which I have never seen and would love to see. He also made an appearance in 2011 in, a, in an SNL digital short. But um, just as a, as a very quick history of Pee Wee Herman, he develops the character for a stage act. He does the dating game. He makes these appearances. He eventually gets an HBO special in 81, and that's what really uh, bursts him into the limelight. Things progress. He ends up making the movie in 1985, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. um, that ends up uh, leading to the TV show, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I, I definitely watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure, one of my favorite all-time mo movies. I definitely watched Pee-wee's Playhouse growing up with uh, the various characters like Cherry the Chair and Terry the Pterodactyl and the little <laughs> robot and the, the cowboy and the mailman. Um, that ended up winning a bunch of Emmys. It ran for five years on CBS from 86 to 91. And then he actually released two more movies that I've never seen. Uh, Big Top Pee-wee was in 88. I hear it's eh. And then Pee-wee's Big Holiday was released in 2016 on Netflix. Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which I hear is actually pretty good. So I'm yeah, a little I remember, bit... I remember when that came out. Yeah, I remember. And it's funny because as I was as I was researching Pee-wee for like decades it was we're working on a movie the script is coming along we're doing it but mm -hmm. it took until 2000 uh what did i say 16 for for it to come yeah. out and that's one i'd like to add to my list so i can be a, a true peewee herman <laughs> fan um all right so you're 0 for one after missing that one i'm one for one mm -hmm. uh, let's do number two on Ernest. yeah true or false the Ernest character was created for local ad campaigns in nashville tennessee well, I'm pretty positive I know that, yes, his his character was started for local ad campaigns. I believe he was selling cars. I know growing up, I believe he had car commercials in Southern California. I could be wrong on that, but I, I have a memory of seeing him. I, I guess the only hesitancy I have with this question is, was it in Nashville? And I do think that Jim Varney is from... Tennessee. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of take the the little bits of knowledge that I think I have on this and say that they all equal a true. So I'm going to say yeah, true. All right. You are true or you are correct. Yes, um and some of the information that you said, uh <laughs> Jim Varney is actually from Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it it was created for local ad campaigns in Nashville, Tennessee. And he did a lot of things. And actually, one of the, the ad people said that Jim Varney had a photographic memory and would read the script one time and then insert the various products names for, on different takes into it. That's unbelievable. Um, it, yeah, That's I mean, and it was basically like him just like showing up at, you know, Vern's house, yes. which you never see Vern because you're Vern, essentially. Yeah, because it's like a camera view that we're, we're yeah. seeing and he's talking to us. We are Vern. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's where the catchphrase, know what I mean, came from. And know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Awesome. I, awesome. It, it's possible he did uh, car commercials in Southern California, but I mean, at least the beginning, it was uh, just local ad commercials. Let's see. Yeah. It, you know, they might all be... They might all, oh yeah, he did, he did do commercials for Cerritos Auto Square, which if you're from Southern California, you know those words because they, like Cerritos Auto Square does radio advertisements and TV all the time. So yeah, he did at some point eventually 
venture into Southern California, but um, I won't look up any more earnest stuff because I don't want to spoil something like I did with the Sharon Lois and Bram episode. So yeah, Ernest started as started as ad campaigns in Nashville, Tennessee. Very good. Okay. Two for two for me. You ready for number two on Pee Wee? I am. Which of the following musical instruments provided the inspiration for Pee Wee Herman's name? Is it a kazoo, a harmonica, an oboe, or a concertina? My favorite instrument of all time, a concertina <laughs> that I'm one day going to own. Hmm. Huh. I did not know this fact. This is a tough one. I did not, I did not know this. I'm just going to go with kazoo. Kazoo? An instrument that yep. re- really anyone can play, but few master. Mm-hmm. Kazoo, John, that is incorrect. I'm sorry. A har- harmonica. There is a miniature harmonica brand, and they're called Peewees. And in fact, it's interesting <laughs> because I remember my dad had a mini harmonica. This is just coming to me right now. It's literally this little tiny harmonica. And he used to joke, I, I, either he or my mom or someone made a joke that it was left in his pocket when it ran through the dryer. And so his harmonica shrank. And I'll never <laughs> forget how funny that was to me. I don't think it was a peewee brand, but there is a peewee brand harmonica. And that was uh, Paul Rubin, who is the creator and the, the man who plays Peewee Herman. That was his inspiration for where he got the first name Peewee. And then Herman, Herman was the name of an energetic boy that uh, Rubin knew growing up when he was a kid. So he thought he thought that Peewee Herman had a really cool sound. Like he, his quote was that it sounded too real to be made up, Peewee Herman. Right. And this this was just sort of an interesting extra extra fact, but Pee-wee would make appearances on uh, David Letterman, Late Night with David Letterman in the 80s, in the early 80s. That actually was mm-hmm. what kind of raised him to fame. In fact, that's actually pretty funny if you go back and watch some of these clips. But in one clip, he outlined that he had a family and that he has a sister named Hermione. He has a mom named either Honey or Hani. It's H-O-N-N-Y. So it might be Hani. Um, and that his father's name is Herman. Herman, Herman. And that all his family's first names start with H except for him. So it was just, to me, it speaks to the character, the genius of his character. Like he, you know, I'm sure he just made mm-hmm. this up on the spot, but there's always sort of a self-deprecating, like I'm on the outside looking in and I've always been that way that Pee-wee has. And I think for whatever reason, that makes him more rootable. So now you know a little bit about Pee-wee's family, but yeah, it's a, a harmonica brand, Pee-wee harmonicas. <laughs> All right. Oh, for two, John, I'm two for two. Yeah. We're trending in opposite directions. I, and the question that you're, you're wanting to know. Yes, here we go. What does the P and Ernest P. Worrell stand for? Philip, philosopher, power tools, philharmonic. These choices are are beautiful, John, because only one of these is an actual like human being mm-hmm. male name, Philip. The other one, philosopher, power tools, philharmonic. I hope it's one of those. I will be. I will admit that I'll be mildly disappointed if it's Philip, <laughs> but it could be. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna choose Philip. I have no clue. See, I could see this um, much the same as kind of the Pee Wee Herman Letterman appearance. I could see this as something where Ernest, I don't know if Ernest ever did late night things, but like was on on an interview or in a commercial just threw out there that, or in some movie just said, yes, that's right. Ernest Philharmonic World and I, uh, you know, we, we, you know, like I could just see him (sighs) power tools. See, I could, all right. I wanted to choose Philharmonic. I think I'm going to choose power tools and I think it's going to be in a movie. I don't remember this specifically, but like, let's just say, here's the picture, here's the image I'm painting. 
Ernest is claiming that he can repair something. He's like, yeah, just call me Ernest Power Tools World. That's I'm a, I cannot do an Ernest impression. And then he ends up not repairing it in a disaster. So I'm going to say Power Tools. That's my final guess. <laughs> Was I right? Was my logic it right? It is Power Tools. You know, what you just said actually sounds familiar. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound familiar? <laughs> it's probably because it something does. like that very similar happened. Right. Yeah. I, it's Power Tools from what I've was able to find so but you don't you don't have any you don't know why no like if you go to the wikipedia page for ernest p Worrell, <laughs> you know on the right it has in universe information alias ernest power tools Worrell. <laughs> his family is paul Worrell, which is his father okay. ma Worrell, which is mother sister bunny j rogers <laughs> a brother coy Worrell. Bunny J. Rogers and Hermione Herman should have a spinoff of sisters of these two characters. <laughs> I mean, there's one ancestor that he has, Reverend Phineas Whirl. P.H. Phineas. Which, yeah, he was in uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, he and he, he was played by Varney, I'm guessing. Yeah, he, oh, yes, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. He, if I recall, like, either gets killed by the troll or sees the troll mm -hmm. or so, gets turned to wood by the troll or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And then, uh, yeah. And then supposedly Ernest has a son named Ernie P. Wall. Oh, cute. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently, there was an Ernest uh, newsletter back in the day. Um, and that's where that was mentioned. I would have been a subscriber for sure. I mean, some, some of it comes from the movies. Some of it comes from that newsletter. He had a stand-up show, you know, the ads. So It's pretty fascinating to think about um, both of these characters coming up in the 80s obviously mm -hmm. well before social media because now you know people create a character and you just take it to tiktok or instagram or youtube and and we're really inundated with too much of this stuff really i mean but these two created character i mean you had to hustle back then you had to put yourself out there you had to make videos you had to do live shows and I like that, you know, I'm not calling Paul Rubens and Jim Varney the greatest actors of our time by any stretch of the imagination, but they are talented people who had something different and unique to offer. And I just like that there was a time where you really had to not only have the originality and the talent, but the mm -hmm. drive and the work ethic to really make it. Now you only really oh, yeah. need a quarter of those things. Any, uh, anyone can get a, a certain level of fame these days. And so it's, you know, right. I, I love revisiting a time like this. All right, cool. Dang, man, I am, I believe I'm on fire, three for three. Let's see if you can get, yeah. let's see if you can you get going with, uh, with number three here. So about Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which of the following single-handedly inspired Paul Rubens to do a complete rewrite of the script for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So he had a he had a script going, but this uh, this thing presented itself, and uh, and he ended up doing a complete rewrite to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Is it a life-size animatronic clown, a twisted sister music video, the Cabazone dinosaurs? These are the giant dinosaurs that you do see in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, or a 1940s Schwinn bicycle, which inspired the rewriting. I think it's the bicycle. Yeah. I think I know that one. Oh, like yeah. you, you have. I could be entirely wrong, but that seems familiar. Wow. So it's not even so much a, a logic guess. It's you're pretty sure you've heard this. Yeah. Okay. Let's find out if you're right. You locking it in? Yep. John, that's correct. Yeah. He was 
gifted by the Warner Brothers lot a 1940s Schwinn bike. And it's, I've yet to, I think he was saying this in jest, but uh, Rubens pointed out to Warner Brothers exec that, uh, that everybody rode their bicycles around the lot. And he's, I think he joked, when do I get mine? You know, and, uh, <laughs> and it turns out Warner Brothers actually presented him with a refurbished 1940s Schwinn bicycle. And at that, he literally, he had a script going that, uh, was sort of a retelling of Pollyanna. I don't know that story, but it was it was loosely based on that. And he dropped it and said it started writing about Pee Wee Herman's love for this bike and his efforts to locate it once it was stolen. Which is, if you've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the the plot of the story. He has this bike that he loves. Yep. It's an amazing bike with a little lion on the front and little pinwheel on the side, and it's the coolest bike on on the planet. It's got all these cool little the little chains that come out of it. I, I the the imagery in that movie is just spectacular <laughs> and so yeah he he ended up uh rewriting it i believe phil hartman actually co-wrote it with him um hmm. and Wee, paul rubens and phil hartman go way back they have a long a long they collaborated for a long time in fact Wee hosted snl in 85 and phil hartman became a, a cast member the following year but yeah, Pee Wee Herman, phenomenal movie. Uh, Danny Elfman scores it. Tim Burton, it's his it's his uh, debut film. I mean, I, I can't say enough about it. I uh, doing <laughs> I have I did not go back and watch it, but just doing the research, right. images of the film popped up, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I and again, it's so <laughs> strong in imagery, especially for the '80s. But I I I would argue it holds up now if you went back and rewatched it. Cool. All right, good job. You got one right, one for three. So uh, yeah, you're, you're yeah, still yeah, alive. I got to miss these next two to yeah. give you a chance. Yep. All right, let's do it. So we established that the Ernest character was created for ads. Yes. The first ad was created to advertise what? Oh, interesting. Coca-Cola, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders visiting a park, oh. a furniture store, or Disney. Okay, very interesting. Um, again, I have some knowledge on this because I remember when I, for the episode back in Halloween, I was surprised to see that he did a whole commercial campaign for Splash Mountain, which is my favorite ride at Disneyland. He was basically the celebrity who introduced Splash Mountain. I think the theory was that he was the first person to ride it. And there's this whole buildup that you can mm. see all this on YouTube. There's this whole buildup to him getting on the ride and being scared. And it's so 80s and it's really not that good. But <laughs> I know that exists, but I don't believe that. I, again, he was like a celebrity by that point. So I don't believe that is the answer. It could still be Disney, but I don't believe it was that. The cowboy cheerleaders visiting a park is so specific. I'm going to choose the Dallas Cowboys one because I feel like there's a story there. And so that's going to be my logic. I'm choosing it. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first commercial was filmed in 1980. Wow. And it was advertising an appearance by the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders at Beach Bend Park, which is an amusement park near Bowling Green, Kentucky. I love that. That is hilarious. Th think about the 80s. Like Dallas cheerleaders was like oh. the thing, remember? Yeah, they're they're so. they were icons on their own aside from the team. Yeah. Yeah. This is back in the day when mall appearances and, and things like that were the big thing. You didn't have conventions really to to go to to see famous people like that. It was go to the mall. It was a big deal. And so he so he wasn't yeah. he and I love that he wasn't even well known, but it was like we gotta get this goofy character to promote that this is coming up. Yeah. I love I didn't realize how close in time Ernest and Pee Wee's careers 
mirrored mm-hmm. each other. Because again, 1979 was the first appearance of the dating game for Pee Wee Herman. 1980 yeah. was his was Ernest's first commercial. So they they had very yeah. uh, aligned careers for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, and Ernest goes to camp. You know that came out in '87. Yeah, the last of the movies that came out in theater was in '93. Which one was that? Do you know? Ernest Rides Again. And that's actually the one I haven't seen. Yeah, that, you mentioned that at the beginning. And Also, I do want to try and find this Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Bean. Yeah, that sounds like it's a, it's something we have to see as Ernest fans for sure. Yeah. All right, John. Oh my gosh, I'm four for four. I'm loving this. I I, I really I want to I want to go perfect. But let's see if you can. Uh, let's see how you do. I won the episode, but let's. Uh, you got pride on the line. Number four. I haven't done a visual aid question in a while. So um, if you want to see the choices for this question, you'll have to go to lackofgenius.com and go to the most recent quiz. Which of the following Pee Wee themed toys does Kevin actually own? The choices are a Pee Wee bobblehead. And I'll just quickly describe, this is a bobblehead where Pee Wee Herman is doing the tequila dance. A Cherry action figure. This is Cherry, C-H-A-I-R, Cherry, the character from Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's a little uh, a little tiny uh, chair, cherry figurine. C is the Pee Wee bike Lego. It's a Lego, and it's uh, Pee Wee Herman as a Lego, and the bike as a Lego, and he can sit on it and ride it. Or D... Terry the Pterodactyl wind-up toy. Terry the Pterodactyl, of course, is sidekick from Pee-wee's Playhouse, and it's uh, it's one of those little wind-up things where Terry walks along the ground. So again, Pee-wee bobblehead, Cherry action figure, Pee-wee bike Lego, or Terry the Pterodactyl wind-up toy. Which one do I actually own? I feel like I may have had a Terry the Pterodactyl wind-up toy. Does it look familiar? Yeah. I hope you... But I might be wrong. I hope you did, and I hope it's somewhere in your house still and that you find it. But... I feel like you have a peewee bobblehead. You you feel like I do? Like like uh, that? That's just your best educated guess. Yeah, John, is that your final answer? Yep. You are correct. There he is, John, in all his all his <laughs> bobblehead glory. It's got Peewee Herman right here on it, and he has a permanent home in my bathroom. My bathroom is really cool, by the way. That's a side tangent, but it's got these two random cutouts in the middle of, it's like, it's one long uh, cutout, probably about three feet long with a little platform in the middle, and it, it's an it's an enclave or whatever. It goes into the wall so you can put stuff in it. You're probably supposed to put, like, lotion or, like, bathroom items in it, but I have Pee Wee Herman on the top, and if you recall by seeing on social media not too long ago, I have uh, my stay puffed marshmallow man that coconut chewed the hand off of he's in the bottom one but yeah peewee permanently resides here this was a gift from my cousin john who who works for salvation army and then he gets all these crazy donations coming in and they're they're able to get like first dibs on buying these items so it was this really cool peewee herman it came in this cool box that i it had this riddle on it kind of like um you know those riddles where like you see like there's a picture of an eye and that means it's i Mm -hmm. and then you put all the stuff together yeah it's like one of those um, but I've never been able to solve it and I don't have the box anymore. I think I got rid of it, but, um, <laughs> but there you go. Yep. I got this bobblehead is my life doing the tequila dance. By the way, that SNL digital short that I mentioned earlier with An- it's 2011 yeah. Andy Samberg and Pee Wee Herman. It is so funny. I would highly recommend watching it. They do do the tequila dance spoiler alert, but there's so much more funny stuff. So I don't mind spoiling that. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> I, I I just looked up the uh, box for your bobblehead, and I was looking at the. Uh, oh, do you see the? Do you see the it? Coded. Yeah. Maybe we I sent the picture to you. If you, uh, if you don't solve it, um, maybe we can do a social post, and we'll um, or maybe maybe regardless. But I do th- I do think we should post this. Maybe we'll do a clip, and I'll include this. 
mm -hmm. on it. All right, we'll spend some time on it. Let me know. Well, let me know if you solve it, but don't give me the answer right away if you do solve it. <laughs> All right, so we ready to move on to the la okay. our last questions? Yep. Here we go. So trying to go perfect on our, on my earnest quiz. So I, I've made the mention of the name Jim Varney, yes. and he is the actor who portrayed Ernest P. Worrell. Yes. What year did he die? 1998, 1999, 2000, or 2001? Yeah, I would have been able to say that it's somewhere in that region. Toy Story, because he did the voice of Slinky the dog, and that was 90, that was like 95 or 96, so I can't really eliminate an answer. Yeah, I know that sadly he, I want to say that he died of lung cancer, if mm -hmm. I recall. I know he, he yep. was a longtime smoker. Did he die in Kentucky, by the way? or uh, Tennessee. Yeah, see, I, I was pretty sure I had Tennessee in my mind. I think that's why I thought he was from Tennessee, because I was I, I remembered that he died mm -hmm. there. Um, okay, oh man, I really want this five for five, but I'm going to more or less have to just take a guess. I'm going to say that he died in 2001. I'm going to choose 2001, and I'm locking it in. Oh! It was 2000. 2000. But... I you you are correct in that he did play Slinky Dog in Toy Story and Toy Story Two. Uh, okay. However, Toy Story Three and Four came out after he died, and he actually had one of his close friends, Blake Clark, who played. Uh, you ever watch Boy Meets World? Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, you, Sean's dad. Sean's Chet. dad, who totally ha has that raspy voice yep. that 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 uh, Slinky the dog has. Or yeah. yeah. So he he voiced Slinky in Toy Story Three and Four. Um, oh, I love that. And I love that they were friends. Yeah. That's so cool. He was also in the Disney movie Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Okay. Um, but that came out after he died. I, I love Jim Varney. I love the character of Ernest. There's something that so connects to my childhood about him. He almost, mm -hmm. not not his personality, but he, he sort of reminds me of my dad. Like, I guess he just makes me think of my dad. And for some reason, there's just like warm memories there. But uh what a life, man. What a life. Lost way too soon, but what a talent that we that we got for a great many years. We're, we're certainly lucky to have had Jim Varney and the character of Ernest P. Worrell, Ernest mm -hmm. Power Tools Worrell in our <laughs> life, that's for sure. Well, I didn't ace it. I went four for five. You can come within one of me here and try to try to go three for five here. Which of the following stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame actually exists? Is it one for Paul Rubens? One for Pee Wee Herman, one for Paul Rubens, and one for Pee Wee Herman, or neither one for Paul Rubens nor Pee Wee Herman. So I, I, I have learned and been somewhat saddened by this fact that the Hollywood Walk of Fame is pretty much a you pay money and you get a star. You pay to get on it, yeah. Now, some people will have like their fans will do a campaign right. to get them on. So it's like, it's, it's a little more earned that way, but yeah, it's not a committee who says we're going to give you one. You have to pay for yeah. it yourself, w which really, I, it takes away from the, that's sad. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I mean, the cement thing where, you know, they put their hands and stuff in it, that that's a little yeah. bit more, I think cooler anyways, but I think so too. I, a little more I permanent. Mean, I know Paul Rubens, you know, had legal trouble. And so, I mean, and he kind of fell out of favor quite a bit. And, yeah, you know, he's just now over the last decade or so really starting to be able to do stuff again. Yep. Which he does a really great job in the show Gotham. Oh, nice. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he, he plays uh, Penguin's dad. 
Cool. That's perfect. Yeah. So, and I, I don't think there's one for Paul Rubens, but I could see there being one for Pee Wee. So I'm going to do one for Pee Wee Herman. John, you're three for five, man. What a comeback. You went over two and then finished strong with the last three correct. Yeah, there is a there is a star on the walk of, of fame for Pee Wee Herman, but not one for Paul Rubens. And I think it's probably better that way. Paul Rubens is a is a is a fantastic entertainer and it, but like mm-hmm. his that Pee Wee character is 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 an icon. And um yeah, like you said, uh Paul Rubens got into some legal trouble for performing an adult act, getting caught performing an adult act in a in an adult movie theater. And that was in, I believe, 91. It was actually right after his show, Pee-wee's Playhouse, was canceled. So it a lot of people think it was canceled because of that. It was that actually happened right after. And right. um and yeah, he laid low for a while. He made like one appearance later that year, I think at the MTV VMAs and kind of made a you know, a a light joke about it. But it wasn't until the late 90s that he sort of started reappearing in a few things here and there. And then, and then much like you said, really in recent years, and I think the 2016 movie was, it was an example of that Mm -hmm. is when he really started like, um, kind of coming back around and yeah. And so he's got, he's got the one for Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I, I, I love that fact. In fact, that's probably, I definitely, Hollywood is not my jam. Um, but I, that is definitely a star that I would take a picture by if I was ever in the area. So there you go, John. Three for five. We, maybe we need to start a campaign to get Jim Varney a star if he doesn't have one. Maybe we need to be that person. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he does or not. <laughs> um, all right, John. Good episode. Fun episode. Loved reliving our childhood. Yeah. Don't forget to check out our, our website. Look for shirts. Please don't hesitate to go and uh, give us some feedback on uh, patreon.com slash lack of genius. And always grateful to be here with you, John, and always grateful for our listeners. Likewise. Thanks for Thanks yeah. for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast Know what I mean, Vern?